Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Region 1 Sports Report with Brian York on 99.5 The Fan. Presented by the Orthopedic Institute. Welcome in. This is your Wednesday, December 1st edition of the Region 1 Sports Report. I'm Brian York. As always, the show presented by the Orthopedic Institute in Paducah. If we make it through December, it's hard to believe. I mean, I, I think my family's been celebrating Christmas for two months anyway already, but hard to believe it is December, it is here, and basketball is in full swing. Has it felt good being back at the gym? Have you felt good? A little bit of normalcy returning even more and more into our lives? Uh, I got I to gotta admit, and we've got a lot to talk about today. We've got uh, two full nights of scores to kind of walk through. Some teams are exceeding expectations. Some teams, well, it's only been one game, but one team's already letting me down. Uh, but we'll talk about that here in a minute. But i got to admit, went into Murray High last night for the girls' game, for the Graves and uh, Murray girls' game, and just smiled. Just ear to ear. They had the, their, uh, we called them little dribblers at Marshall County. I'm not sure if that's what they're called at Murray or not. But they, uh, those kids were there with their families. Pretty nice crowd uh, there last night. The smell of popcorn in the air. Cheerleaders are back in the gym. You didn't see all of the taped-off, roped-off sections. And we're playing basketball in December. Just feels good. Just gives you that warm, fuzzy feeling inside to be back. And it's been a while. I mean, it's been two years since we've had that because last year just wasn't normal. We had a season. It was just different. And so uh, to be back... And be in that atmosphere and be a part of that. Just just so happy. It's the best time. It is. I tried really hard yesterday. I wanted to do some kind of social media post where I talked about tis the season. Uh, and then I changed a bunch of lyrics, uh, words in, in one of the Christmas songs to make to be basketball terms. And it just came off as cheesy as it just sounded for me to say it. But, but it really is. It's the best time of the year. Man, do we got some uh, scores to dive into. Some things are happening. Some teams have come out of the gate fighting mad, wanting to show who they are and that they're a competitor in this region. One team last night was on the the hurting end of that, on the boys' side. Maybe I bought too much stock into this team. Maybe it'll take a little bit longer. Maybe they're not quite ready to compete at that level yet. But we'll get into all of that today. One note on Monday's show and I didn't have it pointed out to me. I actually realized it after I'd already recorded and uploaded the show. But we went through our top ten players. And I left one off on the boys' side. We only had nine on the boys' side. Uh, so I don't want to omit that. There are beyond ten, but the ten that we meant to mention, one of those I left off was Co Mills at Marshall County. It was unintentional. I think he's a big reason why Marshall's going to be a solid team and possibly, possibly, keep either Murray or, or Callaway from making a, a regional tournament after we've been so high on on uh, Callaway. So uh, didn't want to leave him off. Good score. 
He's already shown it. We'll talk about his stats from last night in a little bit. But I did, man. I, I sat down in the uh, the fan studio. Uh, it's sort of like my makeshift office. It's sort of the Region 1 sports studio slash fan studio slash bronze workspace. And uh, I was looking over my list, and I kept going, I- I've only got nine names on the list. So I caught it. Cole Mills is one of them. Uh, there's several more, several more players, a lot of sleeper players that uh, we'll start to see kind of rise. Already starting to see a few, and we'll talk about them, but didn't want to leave him off the list. All right, so what are we seeing so far? What's happening in the world of basketball? Well, McCracken County's good. Girls and boys. Man, if they come out of the gate strong. Now, I know on Monday night they played CCA, and that's not really a measuring stick game. It's a district game. They have to play it, but it's not really a measuring stick game for them. But last night was. Doubleheader at Callaway County? Yeah. And man, did they look good. Let's talk about uh, the girls' team first because one of the question marks of the girls' team was, all right, you got your starting five, and I'll maintain this through the year. They'll beat teams with their one through five. I don't think they can beat teams with their one through ten. One through five, absolutely. Beyond that, I think that's the best of their, their group right now. Right now. But the question was, with Destiny Thomas back and that dynamic, how does it work? Well, it works out pretty good. It works out really good. Uh, they beat CCA 84-9. to And I just don't know what CCA gets out of that. I don't know what they get out of being in the district. I really cannot encourage them enough to take the, uh, the CFS route. But it's their choice. And they lost 84-9 to on Monday night. But they, McCracken does come out an 84-9 to game. And then last night, because this is the one. Listen, I've said, and you know, Callaway's girls are down. They are. First-year coach, not just head coach. First-year to coach anything in Maddie Waldrop. I think she's going to be great for them. But they lost a lot of scoring off of last year's team. They've lost a lot of scoring over the last five years. I mean, when you lose Settle and then uh, turn around and lose Carson and Waller, that is a blow especially when they thought they'd have Waller for four years. So they're young. They got some talent. But McCracken just came out and put it on them again last night. 65-31 the final last night. Desi Thomas with 25 last night. I think she had 18 on Monday night. So obviously she is back in form. Claire Johnson had 12. Shamai Day had 12. Mickey Buchanan had 7. Caroline Civils had 6. Civils has only scored 8 points in 2 games. That's how good they are. They're putting up points. They're winning big. And Civils, who would be a starter on every team in the region, has scored eight points in two games. Hayden Green had, Hayden Green had a couple of points. Jordan Buford had a, had a point. But uh, come out strong. I watched some of their uh, game on the uh, YouTube feed on Monday night. I still maintain Buchanan's one of the best players in the region. She she is the X factor for that team because Claire Johnson is good. You know she's 10 to, to 14 points a game as a point guard. Uh, good athlete, long, can uh, get a lot of deflections and steals and get a lot of fast break points and lead that break. But I think Buchanan is the second best team on that, on that uh, second best player on that team right now. But man, does McCracken County's girls team come out strong? Too, who else has come out strong? Their boys team. 
Did I say they might be down this year? Well, I, did, I didn't mean it. Didn't mean it. Now they be again not a measuring stick. Monday night, McCracken County beat uh, CCA ninety three forty four. Here's the one that blew me away. At Callaway, arguably, I didn't just have Callaway at number four. I talked to other people around the region who thought they were anywhere from three to five on that list. Maybe not quite one and two, but man, don't sleep on Callaway. They're going to be so good. And McCracken County comes out in what's supposed to be a down year for them. And not just a not a down year, but you don't expect them to be as good this year maybe as they were last year. And you expect Callaway to have this magical team apparently. And McCracken County came out 60-33. to It was 14-2 to after the first quarter of play. See, the thing with Callaway County, and why we're, I've been so high on them and why others were when I talked to them, is their offensive prowess. Matthew Ray in the middle. You got Hudgen, freshman, a, a super freshman in Eli Finley, and then a bunch of guys who can spread the court and just knock down shots. And you thought, they're going to be one of those teams. They might not stop you defensively, but they're going to come out and just outscore you. They're going to outshoot you. They're going to jack the three. They're going to make a high percentage. You're going to be in trouble. You're going to have to outscore them. And they struggled. <laughs> and, they, and McCracken's defense was smothering. 33 points. I know that's their first game of the season. That is amazing. I think that tells us two things. I think that tells us Callaway's maybe not quite there yet, and it's going to take a little more time. and take a little more seasoning under their belts. Some of those guys need a little bit more varsity minutes under their belts. And I think it tells us that McCracken's not down. McCracken may have some holes. That may be the thing. Maybe they're not down, but maybe they do have some holes that haven't quite yet been exposed. Still kind of curious about their point guard play, actually seeing it. But there's a couple of things I was questioning that they've answered. Ian Hart's proven to be the scorer that a lot of people have thought he could be. That was a question mark. And I said on this show, uh, on the Power 5 rankings last week, if Ian Hart comes out and becomes that player, they're not going to be that far down, and they very well could hoist a, uh, their third straight regional title. And out of the gate, he's looked like it. And in the biggest game of the two, against a really good athletic Callaway team, he was still really good, and he still looked like it. In fact, last night, let me get his scoring. Ian Hart was 17. If he's 15, 16, 17 a game, and just other guys can step up around him, and those names are interchangeable. Last night it was Jack McCune, who I think is going to be second leading scorer on that team, by the way. And he was last night. But then Tilford had 10, Brower had 8. Those names can all interchange, but if Ian Hart is consistently... At the top of that list, 15, 16, 17 a game with the way, and I told you this in the power rankings. I told you last week, a Berlin Brower coach team, as hard as they're going to play and as good as they're going to be on defense, and they always are, if they just get any answer to their offensive production this year, if they can just plug that hole at point guard even a little, they're right back in the conversation. And they are. I'm not re-ranking the Power 5 this week. We'll do that next week. But it's hard not to say they're not a... They're still maybe the team to beat out of the gate. Maybe you're seeing that. Maybe we were too low on them. Maybe three was too low. That is a 
dominating performance last night on the road to a Callaway County team that a lot of people, not just me, but a lot of people think is a really good offensive team with a lot of potential this season. 60-33. to 33. By the way, Matthew Ray had two points. You don't know how good McCracken's defense is? They held Callaway to two points in the first quarter. They held a scorer who is a matchup nightmare for most teams at 6'5", 6'6", and can knock down the three. They held him to two points. That's going to be the key with Callaway. When a team comes in and they key in on Ray, you're going to have to have other players step up, and they just did not last night. Eli Finley's just a freshman. You can't look at him as a freshman and say, all right, take the lead. And it just didn't work out for him last night. All right, let's take a break. Plenty more to get into. We'll talk more about that one as well. Coming your way. It's Region 1 Sports. You might forget about your plumbing. After all, what's to remember? How about that toilet that keeps running? It's wasting gallons of water every day. And the worst part, you don't even know it's happening. That's why Ivett's Plumbing Diamond Club is so important. Only $14.95 a month. You start with a complete inspection with any needed adjustments, discount on repairs, and if you need help, you go to the front of the line. Ivett's Plumbing Diamond Club. Forget about your plumbing because they won't. Ivett'sPlumbing.com Are you ready to add a little spice to your life? Try the new Spicy McNuggets, now being served at your neighborhood McDonald's. And don't forget the new Mighty Hot Dipping Sauce. They're a treat for your taste buds. Then cool it down with a Chips Ahoy McFlurry, your favorite cookie mixed with creamy goodness. The deliciousness is only around for a limited time, so try them today at any of our local McDonald's. In Paducah, Calvert City, Mayfield, Murray, Draftonville, Benton, and Metropolis. You have a need. Something may be missing in your life, and you just can't quite figure out what it is. You need God. You need the love of Christ, a church family who will encourage you. It's Dustin Campbell, the preacher at the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, located at 2855 Broadway. And I'd like to invite you to join us on Sunday mornings at 930 for worship. We are safely distancing while we worship with one heart and one voice. At Broadway, you will find Bible teaching, loving fellowship, and a group of people all striving after the same prize of heaven. Uh, Hey, Chris, you ready to do the show? Yeah, let me grab my drink. Wow. uh, You okay? Yeah, this has been happening more and more ever since I started working out again. Um, You know, usually when someone goes to the gym, it makes them stronger, not too weak to hold a cup of water. Yeah, that's what's strange. I've been having some numbness issues from my elbow down to my fingers, and it's been getting worse. You know, same thing happened to me just a few years ago. Oh, yeah? What did you do? I went to the Orthopedic Institute. Really? Yeah, they walked me through what was happening, why it was happening, and all the things I needed to do to keep it from happening. They got me back to the gym and no more numb fingers and elbow in no time. The Orthopedic Institute. Yeah, they treat pain from neck to toes of any age, minimally invasive techniques, and no need to travel. So the Orthopedic Institute. Yep, excellent care from treatment to recovery, and they're a trusted healthcare partner. Well, I guess I need to go to the Orthopedic Institute. Yeah, and maybe grab a rag to clean up all this water first. Rolling along right here on your Wednesday edition of the show. Brian York here, and as always, presented by the Orthopedic Institute in Paducah. I got to say, uh, I was talking with my coworkers this morning, and uh, they were like, all right, well, I know you just had the one game last night. Uh, how did it go? Are you tired this morning? Because that was the question mark. You know, getting home a little bit later at night, getting to bed a little bit later. 
how would that feel getting up as early as I do? And I said, you know, it's not bad, but I, I already can feel that at like noon today, I'm going to be just out, <laughs> just crashing uh, to recover. Uh, it's an adjustment. It is. I've got my, I'm surprised I'm this talkative this early and uh, this awake and probably a little coffee hopper. I've got a, my second cup of coffee right now. It's, by the way, like 6.15 in the morning as I record this. I had the heater going, this little space heater going in the studio. I was nice and cozy, and you would think that would kind of lull me to sleep, but coffee perked me right up this morning. It won't last long. It won't last long. Uh, more basketball to get to. Again, it is the first day of December. I know we got Christmas to look forward to, but I bet you didn't know about a few other things that are happening this month to look forward to. How about these holidays? National Cookie Day is Saturday. What is Christmas season? Isn't every day National Cookie Day? Like, if you're not eating Christmas cookies all month, you're you're doing it wrong. National Ice Cream Day is the 13th. Why is that in December? I like ice cream as much as anybody. I'll eat it year-round, and I do. Why is that day in December? Ugly Sweater Day is the 17th. I don't have one of those. I feel kind of ashamed by that. First day of winter is officially December 21st. Festivus is the 23rd. You know, I forgot. I was thinking about this last night. I was texting with the artist formerly known as Chris the Guy. And we were talking about something else in our text thread, and it just hit me. This is our first Christmas without one another on the show, obviously. And every year we do Festivus. We air, we do the airing of grievances of things in the sports world that are that are bugging us. I'll have to do that by myself this year. I don't like it. Looking forward to it. You know I can air those grievances, but I don't I don't like not having him to uh also take the heat on whatever he's uh, upset about. Uh December 31st, New Year's Eve obviously, and uh so those are all days to look forward to. TV shows to look forward to. I didn't know this until a minute ago. A new McGruber series, McGruber. Uh it hits Peacock on the 16th. Highly underrated movie. It's dumb, but it's funny. I'm looking forward to that. Movies this month, Spider-Man's No Way Home. You've got the uh, fourth Matrix. I'm ashamed to say I've never watched the Matrix trilogy. It just wasn't something that, that caught my eye back in the day. Maybe I'll have to go back and, and revisit it. You've got uh, Top Gun, Maverick. Yeah, you do. That comes out this month as well. So it's not just Christmas. Lots of stuff going on. Basketball, lots of that going on. So it talked about, and I'm kind of going to, Kind of going to bounce back and forth between uh, girls and boys stuff throughout this show. We talked about McCracken kind of setting the tone out of the gate. We had them as our number one team in the region to start the year. They've looked like it. I, look, CCA is not a measuring stick. Callaway is a little, and they looked pretty good against Callaway on the road. So they've come out high intensity, wanting to prove, yes, we're good. We're for real. We're going to compete. Graves County kind of did the same thing last night. And I'll be the first to admit, you know I'm a homer, you know I'm biased, you know I'm way too high on Graves County at all times. I did, in the back of my mind, had a little worry going into this season. I I know they've got the depth. I know they've got talent. I know they're well coached. But sometimes attitude and leadership can be an issue. And sometimes you can have four or five seniors on a team, but if they show up and just don't bring it, and it sets the tone for the rest of the team, then what could be a special year, it becomes a good year, but not special. And they came out on the road last night 
And I would put Murray in that category of Callaway. I think Murray and Callaway are going to battle pretty hard and pretty close all year to kind of come out of that district. But they go on the road last night, a down Murray team, a team that's very young and, and got a lot of inexperience in a lot of key positions. And it wasn't that Graves just came out and was just better or out-talented them. They came out and brought it, the intensity, diving on the floor for loose balls, running fast breaks, deflections, rebounds, spread the scoring out. It was impressive. And, of course, they won last night 82-21. to I almost forgot the score for a minute. But it, it was really impressive to see just the intensity and the leadership from those seniors. Now, again, you got to keep it up. Can't take your foot off the gas. This is, I think, girls basketball this year is a three-team race and, and a lot of distance between those three teams and the rest of the region. I just do. I wish it wasn't. wish we had a lot more depth. wish we had more parity. I just don't see anybody coming out of that group and competing with those three teams. That doesn't mean that there might not be an upset this year, that one of those teams will fall to a team uh, in that that next group down. It could absolutely happen. But it's a, it's a three-team race. And to see McCracken come out pretty strong and pretty hot and play with a lot of intensity and want to really prove something to the region, I was worried about Graves doing that, Graves kind of coming out. And, you know, I thought Graves, I'll be honest, I thought Graves would put a running clock on Murray. But I thought it would be, you know, just enough to get the running clock. You know, 40 points, comfortable lead, take them until the third quarter to do it, but then they'd kind of cruise. They didn't cruise. There was no cruise control. It was all gas, no break. And they just overwhelmed Murray. Great defense. You knew you had to stop uh, uh, Dartery down low. A true threat, double-double machine, and they just did not allow her to get free. I think she ended with eight points. I think four of those were on rebounds. So they just did a, a fantastic job of keeping the ball out of the paint and uh, deflecting that entry pass. I think had girls step up. Carly Riley come in. You know, one of the things girls basketball this year, Lange at Marshall, true big. Matchup nightmare. Murray's got a true big. I think she's going to give them, a, you know, a, be a key to a lot of their wins this year. McCracken, Shemaya Day can be a true big. Destiny Thomas can go down low and post up and be, a, be kind of that, that spot. So the question with Graves was really more so who's going to be that true big. Conley Spann plays the five. She's really more of a stretch four. Carly Riley came off the bench. She's got size. She's got height. And she just she was fantastic down low. So maybe I wasn't too high on Graves County. But I, I really like their intensity, and I can't wait to see them again on Thursday night. Haven't seen Marshall's girls yet. Don't know what they're going to bring yet. But I'm telling you, if they, they come out and play like that, McCracken, Graves, Marshall, good luck. Good luck if you're an opponent of them this season. All right, let me take a minute. I realize now that I didn't do this at the top of the show, and I should have. Let me, let's me let give you the scores, this complete rundown from Monday night's games and then from Tuesday night's games last night, and then that'll get us more into some more discussion here. So on Monday night, I already talked about the McCracken games. I'll leave those off. But you had St. Mary beating Fulton City 77-52. I'm going to talk about St. Mary here in just a minute. Trick County over Logan County 
Hickman County over Livingston Central, 78-47. Good for Hickman County. Look, Livingston's down, but Hickman's got to, you know, to beat them pretty handily, I think tells you that Hickman's on the right path. On the girls' side, Ballard Memorial picked up a win, 54-33 over Cairo, Illinois. Good for them. Last night, more games. Carlisle County edges out St. Mary, 49-46. That's a good win for Carlisle County. That's a good loss for St. Mary. St. Mary's going to be a little down this year. Coach Stinson, I think I don't think that's a secret. Lost a lot of scoring and a lot of veterans off of last year's team. Got a few things to figure out. But when you play a team like Carlisle, who's in the All-A with you, when you compete, you're right there with them. On the road, right? That's a good sign for your team. It's a wide-open All-A this year. Mayfield-Carlisle, probably the favorites, but you are right there. Christian Fellowship beat Dawson Springs 60-52. to Again, this is boys basketball. Fulton County over CCA 67-64. Marshall County over Ballard Memorial 74-42. I'm going to talk about the Marshalls in a minute. And we already talked McCracken Calloway. On the girls' side, CFS over Dawson Springs 59-23. Fulton County beat CCA 64-29. It's going to be a long year for CCA. Already talked McCracken and Callaway, and then how about Tillman? They go on the road, get a win over Fulton City and girls at basketball, sixty to twenty-eight. So those are the scores. Uh, a couple of things. Let's go back to St. Mary Carlisle. One of the things I love, you know, on Monday we did our top ten players, and and those guys and girls will be. You'll see their names at the top of the stat sheet for their teams all year. I mean, those are just locks. Those are our players with. Not just last season under their belt that shown they can do it, but multiple years under their belt that show you what they can do. But one of the fun things when you do a show like that and you start the season is you start to kind of go, okay, who are the guys that didn't make the list that are not on your radar? Who are the sleepers? Who's going to emerge this season? And you see it pretty early for a lot of teams. You see it pretty early for a lot of players, especially teams, like I said, with St. Mary, who are replacing a lot of veterans and a lot of scoring, they're going to want to find that answer pretty quick. They're going to want those sleeper players to to wake up and uh, alert the region of their presence pretty quick. St. Mary's got one. Freshman guard Luke Sims. How about this kid? Two games under his belt, 19.5 points per game. Now I thought Cade Fleming, and Cade's taken quite a jump too in his scoring. Cade is now 14.5 a game. Uh, big jump for him from last year. But I thought Cade would be a guy that they'd have to lean on. Kind of next man up. You've been right in the thick of it, playing behind McCauley and some of those guys the last few years. It's your year to shine, and he has. But the freshman guard, Luke Sims, stepping up early for the Vikings. 19.5 a game. He had 16 against Carlisle. I mean, he's been pretty consistent. against Fulton City. You expect St. Mary to beat Fulton City, right? You do. They beat him pretty good. He had 23 in that game. That's the kid's first varsity game. By the way, he also had seven rebounds and five assists in that first game. And then he comes out and his follow-up is against Carlisle County, a much better opponent, much more athletic team with with a much better defense. And he just keeps the production rolling. So if you're looking for sleepers, don't sleep on him any longer. Luke Sims is going to be opening eyes throughout the season. Good for him. 
And St. Mary needs it. They're going to compete. The big question was, we know Fleming can score and, and will probably take that spot and pick up where some of those guys in the past few years have left off. Who's next? Sims. And he may be their leading scorer this year. Special player. And when you play in the All-A, when you're, when you're in that category, it just takes a couple. You get a couple of guys hot. Other guys kind of step it up and contributing. You can win that. So good for St. Mary. Good for him. I look forward to uh, seeing him play this year. I'll give you another one. How about that Marshall County game? They go on the they beat Ballard 74-42. It was a close game at the half. I had an assistant coach in the region tell me, you know, Ballard's going to take their losses this year. Don't get me wrong. And they're going to take their fair share again. They're just not quite there yet. But they're a much improved team. They're a much more competitive team. There's a lot of the little things that they're doing. And I knew they would. I knew Coach Holder would, you know, they may not have the talent of the team that they're playing. Not quite yet. It may still be coming, maybe young. But they're going to get the fundamentals right. And once they start getting the fundamentals right, they're going to compete and they're going to be in a lot of these games. And I was told that. They're getting the fundamentals right. Look for them to be much more competitive and uh, and be a much tougher battle this year. Marshall County had them 33-23 at the half. It's a close ball game. Now they go on and uh, had a pretty good... Marshall had just exploded in the third quarter. It was 51-31 after three in route to that uh, 74-42 win. But here's a sleeper for Marshall County. Wade Moore, he's a freshman too. And the question for them, we knew we knew Cole Mills would be good. We thought guys like Schroeder could have a, an improved year and Sedlock would have an improved year. How much improved was still to be, the, to be determined. But the question was, who emerges, who can... Again, they had a hole at point guard too. You lost Zion Harmon. You didn't just lose your top scorer. You lost your point guard. So kind of like McCracken, you're going, all right, your best player was your point guard, but... They're both gone. What do you do? And in comes freshman Wade Moore, 14 points. He's going to be good this year. Again, talking sleepers, talking guys who didn't have on any list to start the year, he's going to be a guy that will awaken a lot of people to his play. And again, 14 points in his debut. And other guys, like I said, stepped up. We thought Sedlock would be improved. He had 18 in that game. Kobe Shorter had 12. And I think they're I think they still got a lot more to prove. Still got some questions. Want to see them against a little bit better competition, and we will. I had somebody rag me. They go they were talking about our Power Five show, and they thought I had Marshall at eight. They thought the way I talked about teams that I had Marshall at eight. I don't rank them after five. For me, outside the top five, there are I think there are three or four teams that you could make an argument for that fifth spot. I don't think there's a lot of separation there. I had Carlisle there, but you could make an argument for Tillman. You could make an argument for Marshall. And they thought the way I talked about them, I had them eight. I don't. I think they're anywhere from five to eight right now. 
But that's a team. If any team's going to come from that group and push themselves in the conversation as a top five team this year and a team with a chance to to do some damage in the region, if I, I don't think one of those teams will win the region, but maybe get out of a district you don't expect them to. Because right now, I mean, going into the year, I had them as the third team in that district. Maybe not. But I think they've got the most potential of that group, of that five through eight group, to really make some noise this year. But it was always the question was they can and they have the potential as long as certain things happen. Well, in game number one, they did. Sudlock, career night. Wade Moore, obviously, is his first game as a varsity player, career night. And Kobe Schroeder was was really good. They get that, and Cole Mills is any kind of scoring threat like he was last year. They're certainly going to emerge from that group. They're certainly going to climb into that top five and go from third team in that district to uh oh, probably Callaway. Now you're in trouble. But they had a strong showing against a much improved Ballard Memorial team. All right, let's take another break. Let me collect my thoughts again. We'll come back. Still got more. Right here, it's Region 1 Sports. The Region 1 Sports Report on all major podcast platforms and 99.5 The Fan. Final segment here on the Region 1 Sports Report for your Wednesday edition of the show. Thanks for tuning in. If you're a uh, early morning riser, maybe you're listening to this on the way to school or work as it airs from 7 until 8 on the fan. Replay today at 5 o'clock. Replay tomorrow at 5 o'clock. And then a new episode dropping again on Friday. Sticking with the three-day-a-week schedule right now, I had announced uh, about a month ago we'd go to five days a week with basketball. That is still the plan. We're just not quite ready to go to that yet. There's some technical reasons why, programming reasons, uh, the way we'd have to shift some shows around, including Tom Leach, and what it would take to do that. So once I commit to five days, it's like permanent, like I can't go back. So we're kind of waiting to to get to a point where that will be more viable, hopefully soon, because uh, you know my rambling thoughts on last night's scores, I mean, I know you're dying for them five days a week. I had a plan. I wrote down last night, you know, I always, Chris, if he was still here, he would attest to this. I would always write down three things that I want to talk about these three things and I want them to be in this order. Now, whatever comes up in between that, so be it. But these three things, and that kind of helped us structure the show. I wrote down three things last night. Touch on McCracken Callaway, you know, and, and the trends that maybe that puts these teams on. Graves' intensity. I've done that but not in the uh, organized, coherent way that I wanted to. I know I feel like I've been all over the map and probably have trying to recap these scores, but number one, I'm excited basketball's back, and number two, I felt like we had a lot to talk about as something popped in my head. I didn't want to not mention it and forget it because it's early in the morning, and I'm already exhausted after one night of basketball and then getting up early. So hopefully I'll... uh, be able to structure myself a little bit better in the future, probably Friday, and be a little more organized in my thoughts. So I know they've kind of been a little all over the map, bouncing back, bouncing back and forth, but 
It is what it is. We're just having a conversation about basketball. It's just me in a cozy little room by myself early in the morning talking to an imaginary person about basketball. Um, but it's fun. Hey, real quick, before I get into some some more on some of these games, my daughter is four years old. She'll be five in uh, February. She's a natural athlete and has absolutely no interest in playing sports right now. We play t-ball. She was one of the standouts on her team. She watches Big Brother play baseball. I think I think sometimes it's easier as a younger sibling to be a little bit better athlete because you're around it more. You know, the older siblings not around it. They don't have that influence. They kind of learn things the hard way. Younger sibling always comes along and is a little bit more equipped IQ-wise and understanding of the game, right? And so it's a benefit. But she is. She was a really good t-ball player. After T-ball season, she was just like, yeah, I'm done. I don't play again. Now I think she will, but no interest. Basketball, talked about signing up for like little dribblers or doing something like that. No, no interest. None. I know. But we're finally at that age where she's getting more and more into electronics. And we, we do. I, I think we do a pretty good job as parents to try to limit that. We don't want them on there. You know, they have time limits on tablets and time limits on TV and time limits on uh, Nintendo Switch. and uh, but, but she gets to play the Nintendo Switch before Big Brother gets home. So she was playing it yesterday. My wife came in from work and kind of did the thing where she comes in, drops off stuff from work, and then goes, okay, I'm going to pick up our son and leaves. My daughter's playing Nintendo on the couch. My wife comes in, says two or three things to me, I'll be back in a minute. Leaves, is driving down the driveway, and my daughter looks up from the Nintendo and goes, who's home? <laughs> and I went, nobody now. It was mom and she already left. And my daughter went, I wanted to go with her. And I went, well, she came in and you didn't say anything. And my daughter's next reply shows me how much trouble I'm in. She looked at me and she went, Dad, I was just too busy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Um, by the way, Murray does call their their group Little Dribblers. Talked about that at the start of the show. They are the Little Dribblers, and I'm here for it. That was one of my favorite things as a kid at Marshall County. Favorite thing. Dennis Faust leading the way and coaching us up, dribbling that basketball onto the court, and then when I think we were in, when you were in the older end of the Little Dribblers, they let you shoot a layup. The thrill of a lifetime to go to Reed Condor Gymnasium, go out onto the court, dribble that basketball, just knowing everybody was hanging on to your every move. And then you got old enough and you got to shoot that layup. And I still remember I made mine. At least that's what they told me. I probably didn't. But always fun. And it's just exciting, especially now that I'm a parent. When you see those kids and you see how excited they are and they go out on the court and they really think something special is happening. You know what? I'm here for it. And I'm not one of these people that go to the game and kind of roll my eyes. Oh, it's the little dribblers again. Or, oh, they're doing that thing. Oh, I got to set through this. No. I love it. I love seeing it. And Murray's got a good program. He had a good group of kids out there last night. And one of them, by the way, and I don't know who it was, but as I was stringing up my, uh, I had to run an extension cord down to the floor from my table for my equipment. 
I was trying to get it back up the steps, and I didn't want to walk it up the steps. I wanted to wrap it through the rail. So I was reaching up to kind of put it on one of the steps and then walk up and get it. And one of the the, uh, little dribblers asked me if I needed help. And I said yes, and he held the extension cord for me while I, I fixed it. So good kids, good time. Good good gym, good good fun environment last night. All right, taking a final look at some scores, making sure we kind of hit on everything we need to after the first few nights. One thing, and technically we've always stuck to this being the Region 1 Sports Report, and we stick to legitimately first region teams. Occasionally we'll get into a conversation about second region teams. I think that conversation is going to have to expand to Lyon County this year because Travis Perry's just lighting it up already again. Out of the gate. Lyon County beat Hopkins County Central 89-78. to That's not even the headline. Who cares about that? Here's the thing that's crazy. And it is crazy. And this is thanks to one of my former sports editors and a friend of mine over in the second region, Mr. Chris Young. Lyon County's Travis Perry dropped a career-high 43 points in that season opener. He now has 2,000. 242 career points, which is over halfway to the high school record in Kentucky. So he's already over halfway to being the all-time leading scorer in the state ever. He's a sophomore. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. And he is he's good. He is D1 you know, does Kentucky come calling? I don't know, maybe. But he's D1. He can play in a Power 5. Two th- there are there are players who never even... who There are great players who never even sniff 2,000 points. Get close? Not quite. And he's already 2,200 plus. Oh, no doubt. On this pace, he's going to be... 32 to 3,500 at the end of the season. Just crazy what this kid does, night in, night out. 43 is a career high. Good for him. What a fun player to watch. You get a chance to watch Lyon County. Do yourself a favor. Go watch him. He's fun. Special player. And a small school makes it even more special, makes it more fun. All right, by the way, Paducah Tillman plays for a state title on Saturday in football. If you want tickets, you got to get them online, the GoFan page. I tweeted that out on Region 1's account earlier. There's an article about it on West Kentucky Star. <clears throat> $20 tickets, but you got to get them in advance. Can't pay at the gate. So if you're planning on going, be sure to uh, get your tickets there. Marshall County Hoop Fest, same thing. Got to go to the GoFan. Got to buy your tickets in advance for each session. Session 1 is tomorrow night. My Graves County... Eagles and Lady Eagles will be in action. First game's at 5.30. It's a boys game. This is going to be a good one. If you want to go see a local team, for you know, maybe you're not a Graves proponent like I am, but if you want to go see a good local team play a good state-level, out-of-region team with a phenomenal player, this is going to be one for you. Christian Academy of Louisville comes to Hoop Fest to play Graves County. Christian Academy of Louisville has a four-star Big Ten Ohio State commitment so that'll be a fun game, 5.30 tomorrow night. And then the Lady Eagles play Massac County at 7, and the Lady Marshals, their first game of the year. I will stick around and watch that one as they will take on Lyon County 
in girls basketball tomorrow night at 8.30. A lot of question marks for the Lady Marshals. How does Waller fit in? How unstoppable is Lange in her senior year? Does Jada Driver keep up that outside shooting pace that she's been on? Can't wait to watch them tomorrow night. On Friday, you've got uh, one, two, three, four, five games. Marshall County and Lyon County will play Friday night, not against each other. But in boys basketball Friday at 4 o'clock, Marshall County takes on Massac. And then that is followed by Lyon County and Good Pasture Christian out of Tennessee. That is going to be a fantastic game and a chance to see Perry on a big level. Saturday, the fun starts at 9 a.m. Murray will play at 9 a.m. Marshall County will follow them. In fact, Marshall County, that'll be girls, and then the boys will play at noon. Those are the local teams on Saturday morning. Saturday night, you've got McCracken County versus Highlands. That is a rematch of the state tournament. That's the only local team playing Saturday night. And then the fifth session, Sunday, a couple of uh, big-time prolific programs nationally, prep schools. So there you go. There's HoopFest. Again, tickets are bought bought through GoFan. All right. That is just about going to get things wrapped up for me today. Back on Friday with a brand new episode. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Region 1 Sports. The Facebook page went away. I think it was the fact we were inactive on Facebook. I'm tempted to to start a new Facebook page. I know we have a lot of parents and uh, family people who aren't on Twitter that would like to see us on Facebook. May do that. May. But uh, for now, just on Twitter, at Region 1 Sports. We still have an Instagram account, by the way, I guess. That's where the kids are at. I guess that's the thing i got to figure out. Let's just be honest. All you old people are on Facebook. All the young folks are on Instagram, and even that's kind of going away, and they're going to other platforms. But And then uh, all of us news sports people are on Twitter. So I guess I need to make sure we're on all of those things to cover all the demos, right? But for now, keep up with us on Twitter. Hope you've enjoyed. Until Friday, this has been Region 1 Sports. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.